You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production, enhancing your sports fan experience. Joining us for episode three on Thursday, April 16th, 2020. I am Craig Nakagai, joined by Amy Warner and Lane Johnson. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Good. How are you? Everyone in good spirits and keeping as sane as they possibly can, given everything going on? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting what, month and a half now, but I feel like it's started to a new normal now. Yeah, I noticed that like, not having a life is normal now. Not ever leaving, going anywhere, just feels a little... Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, it's been five, six weeks, whatever it's been. I've lost track of time. I barely know what day it is half the time. So, never know what day it is. <laughs> uh, thankfully, some people on Twitter will say, "Hey, it's this day." I'm like, "Thank you. That helps. That that actually helps me know where I'm at in my week." But uh, so, I guess the first topic we'll talk about today is the fact that Ben Bishop was doing an interview. And he said that he could be ready in less than a week, and he thinks the team would be ready in less than a week. What do y'all think about that? I feel like the goalies can probably be back within a week, or maybe two weeks even, but less than a week, I don't think so. Um, the players is obviously going to take a lot longer. I mean, they're coordinating ice again, and they got to eat. They got to lay down and move the ice. Different. And- it's going to take some time to get you to, for sure. Definitely, definitely. I, I don't see how they can be ready in a week. Uh, I just I don't know how that's possible, honestly. Yeah, I was really surprised to hear him say that. That is the least amount of time that I've heard anyone mention. I've, a player or in the profession say anything less realistic. Uh-huh. I think Gary said two to three weeks when he made a, one of his various statements that he keeps releasing. Yeah, it's, it's always been two to three weeks, but it, I have a feeling from listening to, you know, the players and stuff. So it was, I was like really shocked that he said that. And his reasoning was that, like, if things started back up now, they've only been off the ice for, like, a month. And that's different than the off season when they're off, you know, two or three months. So the quote was, I think within a week, guys would be ready to go. I think the guys have done a good job taking care of themselves. So it would probably just be a few practices to get the timing back and we'd be ready to go. That really surprised me. I that's possible. <laughs> like, unless, like, Lane, you were saying that's like a goalie thing. Yeah. And I mean, the whole, I think the, the, the arena's having to do a whole new sheet of ice is going to be something different, too. Because, I mean, yeah, it's still ice, but players haven't skated on it. Right. And it's going to take some time to get used to, for sure. Right. Um, it, well, the one thing you've heard the players saying is nothing can replicate ice time. Yeah. And that's the one thing they have not been able to get. Now, during the off-season, they have access to uh, off the ice for two or three months. They're just not playing or maybe practicing, but they're, they, they're still on it. Yeah. So, uh, with uh, is the head coach of the Frisco Varsity Gold Team. He's worked closely with the STARS uh, youth programs. He's coached for the STARS in China. And right now, he's the head of the off-campus, the Dallas Stars off-campus program in McKinney. And so, when I was talking with him, I, I wanted to ask And he said, you know, he agreed. He played in the ECHL for the Wichita Thunder for seven seasons. So, he's, he's done this. He knows what he's talking about. And he said that there is ice time. It doesn't matter if 
the guys are working out. It doesn't matter if they're rollerblading every day. Nothing will give the same workout as being on the ice. And he said it would take a, a while had to be in game shape. And so I asked him exactly what is it about the ice that makes it so, you know, makes it hard to replicate. And so one of the things that he said was just the speed you're able to get up to on the ice is going to be different than anything you can do on rollerblades or anything else. So that's one of the things. And then he said, there's also 15 pounds of equipment. And then you have other players coming at you, um, being competitive, having to get around them or getting, you know, checked into the boards. And so nothing's going to replicate that except being out on the ice in that environment. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just ready to go. The the only devil's advocate argument I can come up with against it or in favor of it is what he's saying is the fact that not only are we talking about theoretically a less period of time, but also with the off season, you know exactly when you are going to be back. You know training camp's going to kick up in September. You'll be playing hockey games in October and September. So you have a definitive time. But right now, you don't know. So from a mental standpoint, you are ready to go at the drop of a hat. So mentally speaking, a player could be ready to play again, which could make him theoretically physically ready to go again. I don't know if I agree with that idea, but it's the only thing that I can come up with that is a semblance of evidence. I don't know. I don't see how it's possible. But either way, we're not ready to go yet. So I just thought it was really, I just thought it was really interesting coming from him. So two hypothetical questions for y'all. Let's say they do get back to play. Do they go straight into the playoffs or do they finish a condensed version of the regular season and then go to the playoffs if that happens or... My other hypothetical question: If they don't play it on nineteen twenty season, when does when would off season stuff such as free agency and whatnot happen? Well, I mean, it depends when they cancel the season. No, like I mean, if they cancel it now, you you could theoretically decide to start the off season early, or you could just stay in the same timeline. As long as you don't start decide to cancel the season past the mid late mid early June, I mean, you could pretty much stay on your timeline for a regular offseason. Yeah. Well, I know that they pushed right. back the draft of effect that'll have on when offseason starts. But, I mean, as far as playoffs and regular season, if you're going to skip the regular se- rest of the regular season, the only fair thing to do is you need to go off of percentage points per game because there's certain there's some teams that have played a full three games less than other teams. Yeah. That's right. not fair to them to miss out on the playoffs just because the schedule worked out to where they played less. Like, that would just be completely ridiculous so the only options in my opinion are either finish the regular season or you just start the playoffs and you go off point percentage per game yeah i um you know it individual team some teams are fine starting with right with the playoffs because they're in a really solid other teams are right there on the regular season game so um i think the fairest thing for the entire league would be to you know if you're is to give those teams the opportunity to um, see what timing as we get further and further down the road here how much time we have to do stuff is getting cut back so yeah. I'm not sure what it's going to look like I mean for the stars I'd be fine starting off a different. lot more intense it's yeah. different and I don't know if you want to go, if you want to take your players who are all often straight into playoff hockey, that's going to be really rough on the body. Yeah, definitely. In the mind, you know, you're, I think there should be some regular season games. Everybody should have the same number of either, like you're saying, percentage-wise factored in and place them before dropping into playoffs. I mean, are the playoffs going to be as intense as normal, though? Because you have this layoff. I don't know that the intensity is going to feel like a normal playoff series. 
because everyone's going to be a slight bit rusty, given the fact you haven't played 82 games leading into this thing in a row. Like, you've had a massive layoff. So I don't know if the intensity is going to be quite the same level. Oh, I'm trying to think about that one. I don't know, Lane, what do you think? I mean, I think if they're going to play at all this season, I think they should do at least a condensed version of the when they go to the playoffs. Because like you said, the playoffs are a whole other animal when it comes to telling them right if it's decision health-wise. But with the league the way it is, they may just say, go ahead and play the playoffs and do that. But a couple players, I think, maybe Drew Doughty saying that if they played the playoffs in the current state we're in, uh, that it wouldn't it would diminish the Stanley Cup and winning that. That was true, Dowdy. But, you know, I love everyone's response to it, is that we think that someone who's actually going to be playing in the playoffs should have a say in it, not someone who's sitting in one's <laughs> place. Sure. That's a 100% valid take. Like, sorry, your team's not anywhere near the playoffs. I don't care. He, he's a top-level defenseman at one time, but... I, I don't I don't care. Your team's near the bottom. You don't get your opinions relevant. Like okay, but what do we think about that though? Because I was trying to think about that, and I could see how it would feel different. Just because you know, we're we're not going to be able to play a big break. Is it things that aren't like Craig, like you were saying? You know, they may not even the playoffs may not even feel as intense. So would winning the Stanley Cup? Not that we would turn it down, but. I mean, I think the fact that everyone's on the same level playing field, no one has a distinct advantage. Everyone knows the stakes are still the same. I mean, because otherwise you're... I mean, the argument is... I, I don't buy his argument from this standpoint. That Does that make that win in the 1930s or 1950s when teams were winning championships, does that make that any less of an impressive accomplishment? No, it doesn't. You still won a Stanley Cup. It doesn't matter. I don't care how you did it. You won the thing. Unless your team had some distinct advantage, Houston Astros, you know, <laughs> then it, then it's it, it's it's a it's a championship. I don't care how you win it, as long as you win it fairly. That's all that really counts. Everyone's on the same plane. You feel like they would still go seven they did the playoffs. Uh, it 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 depends. Honestly, I don't I don't think so. Given what Bettman has said, I wouldn't doubt that they would do a condensed version at least in the first round. Make it be a best of five to start out, but and then go seven from there. I guess it all depends on when, when and if they do start back. Yeah, there's yeah so many variables that you have to take into account when thinking about this that it's it's almost impossible to give an answer that you feel comfortable with. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I mean, if they did, I like I said, I think they would do five, seven, and seven, and seven. I don't think you can go any less than that for hockey. I don't think you could do a best of three. That would just be that I'd have a problem. Especially if you did if they did best of three in the first round and did a bunch of fives. No, it, it needs to be sevens. You have to have sevens at least. I don't know for all of it. Yeah. Uh, because to me that takes away. Because how many game sevens have we had where it decides whoever loses best of five feel cheated because they didn't get to play. The full seven, yeah. Right. Or the full, not full seven, but the full amount. I mean, I feel like no matter what the NHL does, someone's not going to be happy and there's going to be fans crying and complaining all over the place because their team lost. I mean. I get, I'm thinking the bigger thing is when they do start back, I have a feeling they're, it's going to be played with no fans because, I mean. Oh, 100%. If yeah. it's, even though it may be safe for the players play on the ice together, they're not going to have thousands of people in an arena. That yeah. would make things worse. We will not see fans in an arena, in a hockey game arena, until... Which is still <laughs> crazy to think, even at this point, because, like, especially for playoff hockey, the fans bring the energy even more during those times. Yeah, but. yeah. I don't know. I don't... It's all speculation right now until get there. It'll be, I, and I think that's when, you know, they've got all these different scenarios floating around because once it's here, you kind of got to be ready to go. 
Well, that's why Batman keeps only pushing it back 15 days, even though, you know, you have, like, the city of Toronto, who's on a ban until, I think it's the end of June. It's like, okay, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to affect how the Leafs play their games, because I don't think Gary Batman's powerful enough to strong-arm the municipality of Toronto into getting his way. At least I hope he's not, because no commissioner should be that powerful. I don't know. I don't... I, like I said, anything and everything could change between now and two weeks from now. We don't know. Or even three days from now. One, there's no way to actually know. It's all just speculation. But it's fun to speculate about, but... Yeah. You know, yeah it's an ever... It's something to talk about. Okay, let's play this fun game of switching out a like, player for a former disliked player. Okay. We got Corey Perry, who's currently on. He's famously known for getting ejected within, what, five, ten seconds of the Winter Classic? It was more like two minutes. Let's let's be fair. I mean, it was pretty <laughs> close, but... I mean, it might have been five to ten seconds of his shift. Yeah. It wasn't... But okay, you got, you got Corey Perry, another just, like, former... Now, who would you rather have? You pick between Corey Perry and Val Dachushkin? It's easy. Yeah. I'd pick Corey Perry. To get right okay. on to get rid of? No, I'm keeping Corey Perry and okay. I will not keep Valdetrushka. Like, that's a no-brainer. I don't want guys who admittedly quit. I, I, you can get off my team. If you're not going to show any effort, you can get off my team. If you're going to admit that you quit, you can get off my team. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care what he did this season. He admitted he quit on the Stars. I don't care. I, I never want him back. He can have fun in Colorado. But who y'all got? Who are you keeping or getting rid of? And that- I thought Lane was going to give us the choices. No, you get to pick your choice. Oh, I don't know. Between Corey Perry <laughs> and somebody else. You, I can give you hypotheticals all day. Let's try and think of one. Oh, I got a fun one for you. Corey Perry or Julius Honka? Oh, I was actually going to go there. <laughs> Corey Perry? Corey Perry. Cause he's actually- I think that's, that one's also kind of easy because it's like, Again, a guy who quit or a guy who's actually at least playing on the team. Yeah. Well, who would it be then if there was going to be someone that we would get rid of Corey Perry for? I mean, as far as people, like players that people don't hate no. or that people hate, then that's a lot. It's, I mean, the only name that I could think of is Brett Ritchie, maybe. Would you keep Brett Ritchie and get rid of Corey Perry? That one I'd have to think about. Yeah, I think my thing with, you know, Corey Perry, when he's on your team, he's not that player you hate, you know? I mean, I, I wish he hadn't gotten kicked out of the, the Winter Classic, you know? Because they were immune for days. But, you know, I, kinda, I watched him real close when he actually started playing games. And the way he was on the bench with the other players, he's very... He looks very supportive and encouraging. And you just see him, you know, you could tell by his interactions. Um, whether it was, you know, saying good job when somebody had done something they wish they hadn't. He looked like he was just supportive and encouraging. And then you have the fact that he's now out there irritating the other, and not I, us. So I, 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 I got I, a good one. Go ahead. Sean Avery or Corey Perry? It's Corey Perry all day. If okay. you Sean Avery, you're not a star <laughs> anymore, and you could see your way out of the fandom. Yeah. If, if anyone says Sean Avery, please, uh, at me on Twitter. So I, no. It, it, he's... Uh. I guarantee you there are some fans out there who love him. And then I would will not acknowledge them as fans, and I will. What about site. Matthew? Bar- That's a name I haven't heard in a minute. Man. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to answer that one. I typed up uh, most disliked stars player. The three <laughs> names I had. I mean, he only spent. Oh, he only spent a year here in two thousand six, two thousand seven. That's why I don't remember him. Yeah, wow. I'm like, nah. I, I I vaguely do remember him. I mean, I, I think you could argue James Neal or Corey Perry. That one might get, be an actual debate. Potentially. Cla- Cla- See, I mean, the thing that Corey Perry doesn't get enough credit for and a lot of people don't want to acknowledge is the Dallas Stars as a team of very soft. 
Yeah. Like, and he brings something that they need, and yeah. they soft. Because as I believe it's Bruce on the post game show on the ticket, like there was a hit on Miro. Uh, I think it was last year. I think it was in Montreal, and it was it was a it was a borderline hit to be generous, and no one really did anything. That's the problem with this team, and yeah. it can't always be Jamie who's the one who's you know stepping up and getting into the fights. He needs to be on the ice to score goals. You need the dirty, not dirty. You need the guy who can get in there and pick fights and stand up for guys. Like we need a Steve Mott kind of guy. Okay. Well, like, you know who's been taking on part of that role. He'll step in there and fight. He ain't gonna take nothing, and I. That's yeah. a part of his game. No, yeah, not, he um. If he doesn't care if it's a good hit or not. He doesn't want anybody hitting his guy. That's more of the mindset that they all need to have. Root base yeah, has to yeah. a couple things too. Like they all, everyone needs to. Part of the problem is, is like guys like Perry, guys like Radulov. You so much as look at a guy wrong, and the ref's gonna be like, "Oh, two minutes." Yeah. Because yeah. reputation, and that it's something that really needs to get out of the league. The refs need to stop that. Like, you can't just make calls based on reputation. It's not fair to anyone. Like, yeah, do y'all think that's what the Stars need to work on the most, is their intensity and fight fighting back? Or do you think it's something else that they need to work on more? Well, I mean, they need to work on their offense. Well, you kind of need a coach that knows offense to do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's the number one thing they need to work on. But, I mean, the fact that they're so easily... The problem is, is that it seems like anytime the other teams are getting away with blatant penalties, but the stars do one slight questionable thing, and it's like, oh, that's four minutes. Like, yeah. when Jamie got cross-checked by OEL in by Arizona, like, you kidding me? Like, you don't call, he doesn't get a suspended or anything for that blindside hit? Now Jamie got him back with his own hit that he was rightly ejected for. I'm not going to disagree, but I'm also going to argue he had it coming. Yeah, that's a bad way yeah. to look at it in hockey. I acknowledge that. But you know what? If the league isn't going to discipline correctly and fairly, as they consistently don't do with Dallas, then players are going to have to go mercenary and take things into their own hands. Sorry, that's how it works. Yeah, I, there's got to be some sort of like if if you're not letting the players take care of it, then the refs have to be taking care of it, and something's get it's getting missed. There's like this gap where things are still happening. Yeah. I did feel like the last couple of games, the stars did play. I feel like there were too many penalties. Being called. That there were, or were not what that there were yeah, a different take. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you're I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the last games. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like what happened? Who was that against? And honestly, they're playing so poor that it didn't, it didn't make a difference. And yeah. like, if you're playing like garbage as they were, then I don't care how many penalties you take; it's not going to make a difference. You're playing like garbage. Yeah. Well, but that the other team's chance of scoring against you, which you know, that hurt. That we lost some games because of that. And maybe we weren't playing pretty, but maybe we wouldn't have lost. You know, we kind of have that ugly, but we still end up winning sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but then the problem is that then people get criticized for criticizing the coach and saying the offense is bad by some of the stars peoples. So, well, I mean, I don't, you know, people. We have to stay out of the penalty box, you know, especially when we're not playing good. I mean, generally, though, the reason they get put in the penalty box is because they aren't playing well. Yeah, they're doing stupid things, yeah. or because. One player now feels like, oh, I have to do everything. Do it all. I mean, they get, yeah. yeah, they do get that sort of um, hero mentality. Well, it's it looks desperate. You can you can look at them playing, and they look desperate rather than relentless. You know, there's a difference. Yeah, and it gets it gets sloppy. And you're right. You know, there are more penalties, and people are doing stupid stuff. And they're just not playing a smart game. They're just, it's just chaos. I mean, essentially, in my opinion, the tw- the Dallas Stars under Rick Bonus are the same as the Dallas Cowboys. There is no difference. Terrible Except code. for one claps and one doesn't. That's true. That's the only difference. But 
you have a garbage coach who doesn't understand offense and is trying to use something that's way outdated, and you have to be so perfect and efficient that if you're not, well, you're gonna. I don't know, but I'm actually I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with Gurry getting put in the penalty box if he's taking up for his team and letting other teams know, hey, you're not going to get away with stuff when I'm on the eye. Okay, with all that. Kiriana's taking like what? Maybe four penalties this year? I'm not sure. I don't think it's been a lot. There's a difference between the penalty for sticking up for a teammate and because you were playing so sloppy, you got your stick tangled up in them. Radulov. I mean, I, I, I always wonder about Radulov. How much is, like, can you actually... Is that just who he is? And if he doesn't play the way he does, does he become a worse player? Because I feel like if you try to tell him, hey, stop being so aggressive, stop you know, doing this, that he won't be able to reach the goal scoring ability that he has. I don't think so, because he's come back after being uh, disciplined, as in having to sit out a game or something, and he's played with a lot more control, and he's played great. But we're, but I'm talking about an extended period of time. Well, yeah, that, you have to do it every once in a while. You know, you let them do whatever they want for so long, and it just keeps getting worse. And so then you kind of got to get on them. But like every once in a while, he's going to have to go to timeout. But then he's really great when he comes out for a, a period of time. I mean, that's the, that's the problem, though. And it'd be <laughs> nice. I, I like him. I love Radulov. I think he's great. I really wish the start. Really? Yes, I do. And That's a said something. He's a he's he's great. When he's great, he's great. But when he's bad, man, it's bad. I can't wow. deal. I mean, he he's he's over. He's just overpaid. Given all the penalties he takes, it, it's a problem. How many penalties? He has a lot. He's, well, he's only at forty-six minutes this year. That's weird. But it always feels like he takes penalties at like the worst possible times. Yeah, insane. But I mean, like I said, when he's good, he's good. But the problem is he has all these horrible streaks, where it's just like, man, that's bad. If if you could get rid of that salary, then you could have a lot more you could do with it. Miro said something, and he didn't obviously mean it as a slight or anything because he's Miro. He's an angel. He's great. But he said you can't tell when Raj. You can't. You aren't able to tell. When Radulov is having a good day or when he's having a bad day, that that kind of that that, that makes me question things. That is, like, huh? I wonder what your attitude like is in the locker room. Then I'm sure all of the guys stand up for him because that's what they do in the NHL. No one speaks or says anything bad about anyone else. But uh, it makes you kind of want again. Not that Miro said he's a bad Rads is a bad teammate or anything. I'm just I'm just curious. Well, maybe he's just expressionless a lot. That's entirely possible. It could it could just be he is a completely neutral guy and he has the same no matter what. Yeah, possible. It could be a good thing. I don't. It's just a, it's a curious statement, in my opinion. Again, met with no intent whatsoever by him, but I, I, it's just a curious statement. Talking about former stars players, if you can bring back one stars player, any of them, who are you? Playing? <laughs> I know who most people would say, and I have a very unpopular opinion on that player. What player would you think that would be? Uh, most people would tell you that they would bring back Antoine Rousseau. I did see that comment a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I have the unpopular opinion of Hart. Uh, so, in 13 games, two goals, two points, 16 penalties. That's not good. That's, that's not good in the playoffs. And... While he was not the sole main reason we lost in 2015-2016, he certainly didn't help. And his delay of game penalty, specifically in one of the games, I can't remember which game it was, I know drove me up the wall. I understand why people love Roussel. I'm not, he ain't my guy. So even if you replace him with, say, Cogliano. <sighs> I mean, I feel like Cogliano's at that's, the same point Roussel that, is. That's a different question. I will take Roussel over Cogliano. I'll take Roussel over Como. But if you ask me if I genuinely miss the player, I don't. Now, would I take him on my team over some of the guys in the current roster? Yeah, 
More than like. I'd probably bring back maybe Trevor Davis. He's how old now? 34, 30. He's 36. Oh. Wayne, he, he, he's a little bit up there. I, mean, I would honor Carrick just so we have some personality. I'm more than on board with that. <laughs> he is amazing. Him and his wife are both fantastic on Twitter. Yeah, they really are. And TikTok now. I feel like TikTok is the new vine of this generation. It, it is. Yeah. It's just longer videos. That, that's it, it basically is. That, but I do like seeing the athletes and the teams on, on there because it makes it more fun to follow. Yeah. I think a lot of um, hockey players seem to like TikTok. So... And not NHL, but the other levels. So, fun to watch. I like seeing the players having a good time and showing their personality. Yeah, I, I'm not on TikTok. I won't download it. I, I've read the stuff about it being Chinese spyware, so hard pass, personally. Yeah. Okay, you're not on TikTok? No, I, and I won't be because, again, okay. it's Chinese we'll spyware and other nonsense. No. I mean, I, I, at least, you know, I already know my information's being stolen. But I'm at least going to limit the ways it's being stolen. So, like. Okay, listen, you've got to go on there just because you can really suck up a couple of good hours laughing. I mean, people share... shaking in your head at the same time. People, yeah, right. people share videos of them all the time on Twitter, so I could just log on to Twitter and kill two birds with one stone. And uh, again... Have I a, laugh way more have on TikTok. I mean, either way, I'm going to be shaking my head at people's opinions on things. So, no, they're not doing opinions. They're doing stupid stuff that's funny. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably some opinion stuff, but yeah. there's a lot of just goofiness going on. I mean, I have YouTube for that. Again, I know Google's probably selling my information too, but you know what? I'm limiting the places that sell my information. So that's at least something. Okay. I just want everybody to know that Craig is not a 60 year old man. <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of friends who are about my same age who are of the same opinion. <laughs> that makes us old, then fine. I don't care. I'm an old soul. I'll admit it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not, I refuse to bend to the will of popularity all the time. And if that makes, I, I, I have an unpopular opinion on Antoine Roussel, which I'm pretty sure there's at least five people who will punch me in the face. I mean, that's just, so who, who is your pick, Amy? You're picking Connor Carrick? I'm picking Connor Carrick. Uh, I'm picking Devin Sher or I miss Devin. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I feel like, I, I feel like Devin could, I feel like Devin is going to do better in Columbus because, they actually know how to develop talent there. So. I forgot about him, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully he can succeed in Columbus and do well. I feel like he has a shot. He, he, he at least has... He's got the skills and the speed. It's just he's just got to put it all together, which hopefully he's able to do. I said on Twitter earlier today, hockey players are like cakes. I have to let them bake for the proper amount of time, otherwise they're going to come out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, right with others. Definitely. So, you just got to find that right match. Sometimes a change of scenery is all the player needs. Sometimes it's all it takes. So, we're going to also talk about if we could change one thing from Star Wars history. What are you changing? What is the one thing you would want to change? Hey. Okay, I'm going to keep mine recent, and this might be unpopular. I was actually wondering if I would go back and not have ever hired Montgomery. That's a take. Because I lie a lot within the already NHL coaching pool that he came from outside of that. But it was really shocking and disruptive. <laughs> And I'm just wondering if we could have found someone who would have been around longer, would it have been better? 
I mean, do you have a particular name in mind, or are you just speaking just anything? I have no because that would require me thinking back. But would it been a if we could just like go back and find and not have the disrupt? Maybe that would have been good. Do you feel like if this event didn't happen, do you feel like they would be better or worse by the time things got shut down? I I would like to think that they were were better because even though there wasn't like a visible like meltdown after he left things seemed to be going uh, it, it affects stuff it, it, there's yeah. no I would like to think that we would be further along not having some of the same problems but uh, I don't know I most like would just be like I wish he had never been I here. would say that if the event with Montgomery hadn't happened the Dallas Stars would be either in second or darn near close to first in the in the central division. As someone who has consistently critiqued and criticized and yelled and screamed about Montgomery, I I firmly believe that he could he had he had the chance to make the team reach its ultimate potential. Yeah, I, I honestly do. He made me a believer. And no, I'm not going to start singing Smash Mouth, so don't worry. <laughs> as much as I would love to in honor of groups, I, I can't. So that's my shocking take. Montgomery never would have been a coach for the Dallas Stars. That, that that's, that's for sure. I'm glad I'm not the only one to finally have a, a controversial opinion on the podcast. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Is that that's 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 take. Well, well, I mean, I would argue that Rufe wouldn't be where he is without Montgomery. That that would be my main thing. Because, I mean, Rufe hasn't exactly flourished under bonus. So I would argue that Rufe, the emergence of Rufe Hintz doesn't happen without Jim Montgomery. Theoretically. It depends who get Obviously, depending who the coach is the coach. Right. But I... Well, well I mean, I'm not going to replace him with, like, a shit coach, you know. <laughs> I mean, you... But I mean, I mean, this is all hypothetical. You don't. No one right. can say or no. But I don't. I think Jim Montgomery was needed for Rupe Hintz because Jim at least believed in trusting the young guys. Like he threw three AHL players against the Nashville Predators at one point. He trusted an AHL defenseman in the playoffs. Like yeah. I, I at least respected Montgomery for at least. He wasn't afraid to put guys in a big situation if he thought. And give them a shot. Yeah. Yeah. At least. What's your What's your pick, Craig? Um, I'm gonna throw out some names. Dylan Larkin. Uh, nope. We're gonna skip him. Uh, gonna skip him. David Pasternak. Uh, let's see who else is on this list from 2014 that I've recognized. You know what? I think that's pretty much good enough. Is David Pasternak and Dylan Larkin? You could have had them, but instead you drafted Julius Honka, and you completely screwed up his development. Like you, you, you just flat out completely committed the equivalence of sports malpractice with Julius Honka, <laughs> in my opinion. Like if if it was actually a crime, the Dallas Stars would have been charged and found guilty on all counts. And it wouldn't even be close. I now, I mean, again, we're playing what ifs hypotheticals, but if you draft one of those guys, you maybe do a better job of developing them because you certainly were doing a great job developing forwards. Certainly better than you were defensemen. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, what is there a chance? You know that you maybe that just the idea and the chance that you had to go back and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but. Not drafting Yulia Sanka. Sarah from Stars Nation and I were discussing this earlier. It's because she was mad at and realized remembered he exists. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally that's 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 the right take. I it's a it's obnoxious. Like that still bothers me. They completely messed up that draft. Yeah, my, mine is either doing that or getting a backup for Letnin through his final run or whatever because I mean at that point needing help but he didn't really have it so it was like we were just throwing backup goalies behind him with no hope really yeah 
I mean, you didn't like Anthony Niemi? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I did, but it's like... By that time, it was... I mean, a little too late. Yeah. I, him, I guess. I, I mean, I, I feel like there's so many different things the stars could have, could have done differently. <laughs> I mean, you could go all the way back to making Joe Newendike your general manager. Like... Yeah, somebody did bring up that point. That was... That's kind of like... That was sort of towards the downturn of the team. You know, towards the Dark Ages. That was like right after he got it... After it was done, right? Uh, I think so. That was like 2000... God, now you're asking me to remember things for years. <laughs> uh, he retired in 2007. So I think he took the job in 2009. He was fired in 2013. Yep, he was he was named GM in May of 09. I mean, and that's another situation case where it's like, you know, these these hockey guys, like it's great, you know, hockey, but until you've actually done it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And some guys are meant or can do it. Some guys can't. I mean, it's not. It doesn't make him any worse as a player. Certainly doesn't affect his legacy, in my opinion. I still love Joe. I think he was a great player. He was a terrible general manager, but not... Do you feel like Konka is the worst draft pick that the Stars ever made? Oh, good God. Or do you think they're the one that's worse? I would say he is probably one of the most prominent, just because he's... You know, he's one of the most recent... Notable one. Is he playing overseas or something right now, or not right now? Obviously, but... he's uh, he's playing. He was playing in Finland. Something mm. like that. Yeah, he was overseas. Yeah, he's like playing in Finland or something. I think because I know he's playing. I think he's playing in Europe for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's done a really good job recently as far as drafts. I think 2015 is probably one of the best drafts, arguably, because you have Dennis and Gurry in there. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see. Jason Dickinson, 2013, was a really good pick. But they also picked Remy Ellie. You know what? I think... Here's the question. You have to pick one. Julius Honker or Valerie Nichushkin? Oh. Hmm. There's your question. Who you picking? <laughs> well, now That's Val special. actually start well <laughs> when he went to, to Colorado. Right. But, I mean... Jared Bednar is also a quality coach, in my opinion, so that kind of helped things. So it's like, I mean, whose fault is it really? That- uh, it both. It's it's uh, it's 100% the organizations, but again, the guy also said he quit. I can't say he quit. That's like it doesn't matter if it was true. The fact that he came out and said that was just it, it was a really dumb thing to say on his on his count. Like I don't know why he said it. Like, there was no set. I mean, if you may, I don't know who I'm picking between those two, to be honest with you. That's that's a tough I mean, if I was the general man... Okay, so if we're talking about the stars right now, if I was the general manager, I would probably say Honka, because I think I could maybe dig out some sort of value from him while there was nothing coming back on, on the Jushkin. Yeah. Well, how... Uh, I... I don't know. I know he. I, I. I mean, I can look it up, but I don't know what his stats are. How he's been playing. I think. I don't think he's been playing badly. Because you know that would be. You know, one of the things you need to know is did he go somewhere else? Start playing the way he was expected. Originally. Played in Finland with JYP. Trying to find it on Elite Prospects. See if they've got it. Uh, I don't want the ads. Please go away, ads. Uh, he had... He played in 46 games. He had 4 goals, 11 assists. So he had 15 points. But he also had 16 penalties. But he was also a plus 9 and plus minus. If you believe that stat is worth anything. I I, I think plus minus is the dumbest statistic we have. Just for the sole purpose of that, if I'm on the ice, I'm literally doing what I am supposed to do, but the other team scores, it affects me negatively, that ain't fair. 
Yeah. That ain't fair. Like, that's, it, it's just like you're, I'm being punished despite just because someone else made a mistake. Like, I don't, I, I don't think plus minus should have any part in hockey anymore. I think it needs to be. Well, a, I mean, I think fans are starting to get smarter and realizing, hey, that's actually a really dumb way to do things. And we have the evolution of analytics and these other ways of tracking whether a player's good, bad, average, mediocre, what have you. So I, I think so. I, I, it's, it's going to take more time, but we're getting there at least. Yeah. There's at least some progress, some light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully we get there sooner than later. That also requires me to then learn more about analytics that I don't really feel like investing the time to wrapping my head around. I just let other people say, yeah, this means this. Like, okay, cool. So that's bad. Thank you. Okay, well, you <laughs> know, I'm really bad to make my eyes roll back in my head. So Laura and I... <laughs> Laura, a daily from Stars Nation, and I have teamed up um, analytic lessons on Zoom, and we're, and we're calling the episodes "Stuck at Home Staff." The first one should go up, I think, tonight on the main page. So, I'm hoping to use this time to learn. Really good at explaining it in a way that I go. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like analytics is one of those things where it's like, oh, this looks big and scary given all the charts and numbers and things. But once you actually get your head around, like, oh, this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's gonna be. I think it's gonna become more and more a part of hockey, and it's something I'm gonna need to understand and be able to talk about and look at. So- I mean, it's becoming certainly larger in the whole world of sports overall. Baseball, especially, has probably been the main, the, the big sport that's mostly been dealing with analytics on the amongst the four major sports arguably nfl starting to get there too uh basketball's kind of starting to get there i feel like all the sports are generally starting to move that way so yeah. it's definitely important to know and learn yeah so we'll see how that goes on to listen to or listen to or watch is it gonna be just audio or video um you can do either one. Oh, okay there you go that's something to look at. Either one. So we'll see. If she can't teach me how to deal with it, then probably no one can. <laughs> I, I feel like it's. I feel like I could probably understand it, but I just don't. I'm bad with charts. That's my main thing with analytics. I'm like, I don't know how to. I, I'm bad with making charts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times they'll post the chart. I honestly, I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting from. Like the labels on the sides don't mean anything to me. So. Yeah, I mean that, that's the one thing analytics definitely is going to have to. No, I don't. The word isn't. This isn't the word I'm looking for. But it's the word I'm going to use. Be sensitive to the fact that some people just aren't able to di- digest information easily. So they're going to have to try to make it as as dumbed down, for lack of a better term, as they can to make it more accessible for everybody. It's going right. to be interesting to see if they're able to pull that off. I have to remember to explain it very simply. Just assume people don't understand and then explain it that way. That's always the best way to go about it. Assume, right. But don't be condescending about it either. That's that's that fine line yeah. that they walk that some people really, really struggle with. It's a matter of, like, I want to explain this to you, but I don't want to treat you like you're an idiot. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a tough line to walk for sure. But <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, but we'll see how well they are able to walk it for sure. I'm very, yeah. I, I, I would love for, because I think the big thing with analytics that I'm looking forward to is hopefully we get more outside influence into hockey because I'm really tired of recycling through the same 10 coaches every single year. Mm-hmm. I would like some new blood, some new coaches, some new general managers, people from different backgrounds. Like... I, I just want all new ideas to come into the league because the thing with the NHL that they don't understand is that your marketing is bad. And the reason your marketing is bad is because you're not doing it correctly. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Gary, like, this is what, see, and I'm going to get on my soapbox because I can. And that's why people listen. Not really. I know you don't listen to me. Okay, I'm timing you. How long do you want me to give you? 20 seconds? Uh, it won't take me long. But see, the thing is, is with hockey, what you have to realize is that the NHL needs to realize what they are. And this is the same can be said for the stars. Know what you are. 
as a league, and uh, specifically for the starters as a team, you are average. You're mediocre. <gasps> Organizationally speaking, league speaking. You're not in the top three, top two. You're not the top. You're not You're not competing well with the NFL. You're not competing well with, with NBA. You're not competing well with baseball. You have diehard dedicated fans. You have a lot of people who know about the game of hockey. But the problem is, is that you're not trying to appeal to the people who don't know about hockey. And the best way to do that is to get people in the door and to consult with you who don't know about hockey. But they're not doing that enough. Like, if I were to ask you, who's the face of the NHL right uh. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're hockey fans, and I can't tell you... I can tell you who the best player is. I can't really tell you who the face of the NHL is. Yeah. I mean, the closest name I could come up with probably is David Foster not, but that's just because he does Dunkin' Dun- Dun- Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, the league doesn't really have a face. And it's kind of like people criticize Jamie for his interviews. But, I mean, yes, that's partially on Jamie, but it's also in the organization for not holding people to that standard and training them and teaching them and giving them the resources and tools. The league's got The league just needs to be better, and I know they're not going to. I know it's not going to change, but I'm going to keep yelling about it until it does, or I don't. <laughs> Whatever comes first, it's well, probably going to be the longer. That's why I'm suggesting, like, if I because he's fun, he's you know he's the more popular that they are on social media, the more popular, or the more people are going to look at the sport that they're playing. I was just yeah. it. It's entertainment. It's supposed to be an entertainment. And I mean, that's like no one's forcing these players or teaching these players, coaching these players on how to be more marketable. And that's why most of them are just like, okay, I'm going to go about my business and, you know, do what I do. Now, I understand that's probably different in Chicago, Toronto, and such, but that's only on the local level. international level that needs to be that needs to happen um, I don't know again fire Gary Bettman <laughs> get a commissioner I'll do it for half the salary who would you replace with him uh, I'll take the job uh, seriously though I, I I can't give you any names off the top of my head I would look at some of the other sports and see who I can find that is maybe that's not a commissioner or that's a smart guy. I was looking around the business world. I, I would kind of look around and see who I could find, who I think could be, who could, who could run the league well. Um, maybe even a former owner or current owner who was interested in getting into like the minutia of sports and that sort of things or a business owner. I mean, ideally I'd want someone like an Adam Silver who is very proactive and smart and understands the league and gets things done. That's the goal is I want someone like Adam Silver. Now, I mean, you're not taking Adam Silver away from the NBA because the NHL doesn't have enough money. Like, and he doesn't, and I'm pretty sure he loves his job, but I mean, that's kind of the guy I'd want, or even as much as I hate him, but may he rest in peace, but I hated him because I hated the Mavericks, a David Stern kind of guy who who really helped put the NBA on the map. What about not necessarily him, but like a younger guy like Mark Cuban who knows how to market things? And so, I mean, he does really well with the Mavericks, but not him oh, like him. I, I was gonna say, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking too. Someone like him. Mark wouldn't do it. I I, I know you're not saying Mark, but I know Mark wouldn't do it because he'd hate himself, and he that would just be. It'd be really entertaining to see get him to see him on the other side of it after all those years of being fined. Um, I, I think a guy like Mark Cuban would be a good choice. Someone who understands business and how to market. I mean, because I mean, again, you can you don't need to know hockey like what the, like what Tom tried to do and hasn't really done successfully, in my opinion, is you get a business guy who knows how to sell an idea. Yeah. And surround him with hockey people. That's yeah. fine. But you need that guy who can give you the ideas in the center and running yeah. from the show. But he's got to be the right kind of guy who also is understanding that, hey, I know what I can do, but I don't know what y'all are doing. So yeah. 
you know, you've got to have that kind of right kind of get the person who's in the right mindset <laughs> to do it. I would love for that to happen. Like a guy like Mark Cuban is exactly what the league could need and yeah. would actually league a million times better and could be way more popular. But I mean, we already see the problems with trying to get new blood into the coaching ranks and how well that's so I mean it it'd be great if it could happen. I don't know if it will. Honestly. Although I'll get old someday. Yeah. I that's that's true. I mean eventually people are gonna have to take over for these people. Yeah. Hopefully they can be a little more progressive with their thoughts and ideas than the So what do you think would make the the league more I don't. I mean, it's it's not even a watchability issue in my opinion. It's a marketing issue. It's a business issue. The fact that, like I just like I just asked, who's the face of the league? None of us. No one can come up with a name besides David Posternak again, just because he does some Dunkin' Donuts commercials, which are fantastic, by the way. I love those commercials. (laughs) But I love him. It's not like that's going to be like the driving force to get people in the door. Yeah. Like. You almost need someone like the NFL has a Tom Brady, you know, like the NBA has LeBron James. You don't have that guy. The yeah. NFL needs that guy. Yeah. Maybe they have that guy, but they're not using him correctly. That's entirely possible. And you know it's a problem when hot. Right. I mean, you know, and I mean, I could ask someone from Toronto. I know what they're going to say. I could ask someone from Chicago. I know what they're going to say. Someone from Boston. I know what they're going to say. But again, those are all on local level markets. Yeah. Talking about across the country and in Canada. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the first step. You have to you have to create your brand, and then you have to be able to market that brand and sell that brand. You know what this reminds me of? I was at ice rink for one of my kids' games, and I was waiting for him to come out. And that night, they happened to have a um, a basketball game in the. Um, the bigger arena. Yep. And as all the people were leaving the basketball game, so many young kids stopped and looked in to where uh, the next hockey game was going on. And they were amazed. I heard the words, are they really playing hockey? Are they really on ice? And I'm like, yeah, they are. And I'm just like, and so many kids stopped by and were just amazed that they were actually seeing somebody really playing hockey. On so many wait, it's so it's such a waste. Yeah, it's such a waste. Yeah. It's like they don't even they. It doesn't even occur to them that they could play. That it's a thing they have. Yeah. I mean, Tom has done a great job at helping build all these ranks and all other stuff. But again, the marketing's not there. Which yeah. it's, it's inexcusable from him specifically, in my opinion. You know, maybe it changes in the next five years. I wouldn't bet on it, but I'd like to see it. I want to see the NHL succeed on a greater level. I mean, if, you know, the thing like FC Dallas, for example, because I, I have a season ticket member with them as well as with the Stars. I got this random email the what was that Tuesday. It said, member services, you're invited to a Zoom chat with Paxton Pomacall. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Is this like <laughs> or what? No, FC Dallas is actually having to where you can actually pop in to a Zoom call and chat with one of the players. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. And I, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for MLS on the global scale, obviously, but at least on the local level, it feels like FC Dallas has done a better job during this quarantine talking with their fans, you know, engaging with their fans than, than every other team in the DFW. Now, to be fair, the Cowboys don't have to do anything because they're the Cowboys. But that's kind of the mentality the Stars need to have. It's like, oh, hey, we're going against this brand that doesn't have to do anything. We have to do better. We have yeah. to try harder. But that requires an acknowledgement of knowing who you are and what you are. And that's something they continually fail at. I'm, I'm really surprised that they have not reached out to season ticket holders yet. And just said something. Or done something. 
we appreciate you not demanding your money back yet. Would you yeah. like to do such and such over Zoom? You know, even like a Zoom thing like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there's, there's the bare minimum that fans have been clamoring for, especially from the social media. And it's just not getting reached to that there at all. And it's sad. Like, they, they've done better in the last couple of weeks. The Dallas Stars Foundation's doing a great job with what they're doing. Kudos to them. But, I mean, it's that, you know, the rest of the organization's got to step up. Like, even Jeff K and groups, they're doing their thing with trying to help raise money and help people out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they are great and fantastic, but they're only two people. Imagine if the whole organization decided to step up. Right. And I did that. Yeah. And for my son, and it was his first NHL goal got announced by Jeff K. And I don't know who was more thrilled and excited, me or him. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're they're doing their part, and it just it, I I just wish the team would do more. And again, I yeah, I, mean, I I can sit here and I can clamber, but the players should do more, yada yada yada. But if you don't feel the pressure from the guy who's signing the checks. Yeah, I don't want to do it. And if you don't have the resources to do it because the guy signing the checks isn't helping you, I mean, I, I'm always, yeah, I can blame the guy in the middle, but really I should be looking at the guy at the top, and that's who I'm shooting at. And I, I hold, I mean, I hold, Tom does, makes these decisions. Yes, he's at the top, he may be far removed, but at the end of the day, you're the guy whose name's on the checks. You're the guy who needs to be making sure that everything's running smoothly. Because you put these people there. So by extension, it is you. Well, I think it's really important right now in this day and age with social media. Because it's really easy to follow the team that's in. But with social media now, it's a lot. And get pulled away from, get your focus pulled away from you know, the Dallas Stars, because the Colorado Avalanche are doing such a good job of engaging with you every day. Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, you know, there's, and, and, you know, you go on, and I follow all the teams, just so I have an idea of when, it's really hard sometimes not to have that mindset of like, well, why aren't we doing that? I'm feeling a little, like, salty about it, you know? And, I think they need to be all real easy for people to get loyalty split up. And then you're, you're spending money on apparel for other teams, not just your local team anymore. And I, you know, I don't think they quite realize the ramifications it can have if they don't keep up. Mark, yeah, I feel like they've been doing a good job with the videos that they've been putting out recently, but I still feel like, they should interact more with the fans day in and day out. I mean, posting two videos a day or two things a day for them as a professional organization isn't enough, in my opinion. Right. Well, the Avalanche will interact with you individually. They won't answer yeah. your questions. I asked them, what, and this is funny, my son decided he didn't want to wear socks anymore. Because you see a lot, it's like, well, none of the athletes do. And I mean, yes, they do. They're just wearing those little socks you can't see. It's like, no, they're not. And so I don't go to the star. Are the players wearing those little baby socks or are they really going sockless in their shoes? I go to the avalanche and they're like, hang on, come back. And they're like, no, they're wearing the baby socks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it, you know, just stuff like that. It's, it's really important for fans to, it makes you like the team more. And it did not that, hey, let me ask the star this question. And that's a problem. Brand recognition and keeping your brand relevant. Mark Cuban had it perfect. When this is all over, people are going to remember which businesses treated them well and which ones didn't. Yep. Yeah. As, as Mark is usually on things when it comes to business, he's 100% right. Oh, yeah. Everyone's not going to want to wait around forever for the stars to actually... Do what they're capable of doing. I love the team. They're my team. And I'm all that. My eye wanders sometimes. <laughs> I think we all do, though. Like, we feel you like know? we could be doing stuff better. 
how I define my fandom. You can always call me out for my things. I don't root for the organization. I root for the players who are wearing that jersey. Yeah. Right. I, I, sh- I put a very definitive line between them because as far as I'm concerned, there's the players, there's the management. I'm never on management side. I'm rarely on management side. I'm generally going to believe and trust the players before I trust the organization because that's that's how I operate. That's what I believe. I don't have any reason to trust the organization because the organization has no re- given me no reason to trust them. I mean, uh, I'm a Dallas Stars fan, but I don't support. I don't always support the general manager. I don't always support the coach. I certainly don't always support the owner or the or Jim Lights, for that mm-hmm. matter. I mean, I think they're great. They're great at what they say. They're not great at what they do. They do a lot of yapping, but not enough doing. But that's just by you know. Yeah, some happens to listen to this. If you want to come on and argue with me, you're by all means welcome to come on the podcast and argue with me. I won't stop you. Yeah, we'd love some guests. Yeah, come on, come come argue with me. I will. I will. I will have an honest discussion with you. Blaine, <laughs> that would be the episode where we just sit back with a drink and listen. Yep. <laughs> oh, set <laughs> it. it, it Prop it, our feet it, up and just. Watch the show. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I would uh, put, in, I'd have to put a warning on it. Warning headphone users: be sure to have your volume turned down because there might be some yelling. <laughs> I mean, Just gotta I, grab our popcorn. It, it would be must yeah. listen. It, you know what? I think we'd have to actually live stream that one for an yeah. episode. Yeah. And everything because I think people are gonna want to see my face and see me turn red. Oh. <laughs> Just do a Zoom chat that time. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm set up a Zoom chat. You know, I'll have my people call your people. You know, just let me know. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for this third episode of Chirps and Sully. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe. I think pretty much we've decided all our episodes are going to go up on Fridays because that's just how it works out and what's easiest. So yep. uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Chirps N, the letter N, Sully's. Uh, I am Craig Only Craig. I am. Six on the ice underscore. And I'm UL Region Cajun 11. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all have a fantastic week and or night or day or whatever time of time you're listening to this podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.